With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Red Sox Precap with your hosts, Keaton DeRocher and Shelley Verstraight, part of the Over the Monster Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Red Sox Precap Podcast, a podcast from the Over the Monster Podcast Network where we recap the series that just ended, preview the series that's about to start for your Boston Red Sox. I'm your host, Keaton DeRocher. With me as always, Shelley Verstraight. Um, Shelley, it seems like we're ending the season the same way we started it and it's not very fun (laughs) no this is like like the like the worst type of like crap sandwich that you could make right yeah we're just we're just losing against the orioles orioles and just everything else is in the middle fun times yeah sure is let's dive on into this one game one chris sale versus bruce Zimmerman and this was tough especially coming off a sweep by the Yankees sale went five and a third inning struck out six but gave up three runs two of those came in the six on a two-run Mount Castle bomb that really turned the tide there what was your um your uh, reaction uh to sales start here uh I mean, I was surprised. I mean, because again, it's Baltimore. You expect Chris Sale or really anyone to just be dominant and totally okay. Um, I mean, I I like to see the strikeouts, you know, because the last time he was out, he only struck out one. And and in this one, he struck out six. So that was great to see. 
but I, I don't know. I just expected zeros everywhere else. You know what I mean? I sure do. Um, I was pretty much expecting the same, and it seemed like the Red Sox as a whole were expecting that because the offense did not show up against very poor <laughs> Orioles pitching. They managed three hits the entire game. Two of those were both from uh, Hunter Renfro. Other than that, nothing. Absolutely nothing. Red Sox yep. offense has been pretty bad here recently. What are your thoughts? on like, What can they do to turn this around? I don't know, and they need to... F- they need to figure out something quick because, I mean, obviously the season is, uh, is, I mean, it's over this week, so they have to figure out something. But it just seems that if Devers, uh, Bogey, and JD, you know, if they are kind of slumping and not really getting it going, our, our, you know, our offense just can't just get it all together. Um, and it just seems like when all three of those guys kind of sort of slump or just don't do something for a night, then no one else like really does anything. I mean, I mean, Renfro did, you know, he, uh, he did go two for four, which is like really great. Um, he has been like really good, especially in the second half, but yeah, uh, I, I mean, I guess our team goes when Den- uh, Devers, uh, Bogey and JD go and uh, they did not go. So we did not go. That's right. A combined um, 0 for 11 with three nice. strikeouts in this game from that that center three there. Uh, Kyle Schwarber did have a home run. That was the other hit. Renfro, two hits in an RBI. And that was it. That was all the offense. Uh, Hansel Robles followed. Chris Sale finished the six. Hauk finished off the last two innings. Three strikeouts did give up an earned run. On to game two. Nathan Evaldi versus Zach Lothar. Red Sox get the win here, 6-0. This is the Evaldi that we know and love coming off of just a god-awful performance against the Yankees. You were really looking for something like this to not only turn him around, but maybe turn the uh, Red Sox series around here against Baltimore. Um, bounce back after that miserable miserable outing, going six innings, seven strikeouts, one walk, only four hits, no runs. This is really exactly what we needed from Evaldi here, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, especially just like you said, coming off that, 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 that awful outing, um, against the Yankees, which was like really unexpected because, you know, he had pitched well throughout the season against the Yankees. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is, this is, like you said, this is the Evaldi, um, that we have come to, uh, just really kind of expect this entire season, um, gets, you know, pretty decent amount of strikeouts. Uh, you know, goes about five or six innings, um, gives up, you know, zero walks or just one walk in this case, limits the hits. I mean, yeah, this is exactly what we needed, especially, uh, coming off like that first game against the Orioles. It, it really, you know, any type of outing like that really helps put a big bandaid over any type of offense you get, um, even if it's a lot or none. Yeah, um, the offense was actually able to wake up here this time, at least. Um, Bogarts, one for four. J.D. Martinez, three for four. Devers, two for five. Uh, J.D. Martinez had a home run and an RBI double, or two RBI double. Uh, gave the Red Sox some breathing room. Bottom of the order also did, doing a little bit of damage here. Two for four for Verdugo. 
two for four for Jose Iglesias. However, uh, most of all of that happened after Lothar was out of the game. He went five innings, only gave up one run, four strikeouts, no walks. Again, just a not-so-great performance against some just awful pitching from the Orioles, from the Red Sox. Uh, yeah. Red Sox offense here. Uh, following Nathan Evaldi was Ryan Brazier, Hansel Robles, and Matt Barnes, who finished off the last three innings with four strikeouts, one walk, and no hits. And then came game three. Nick Pavetta versus Alexander Wells, and the Red Sox fall, dropping the series 6-2. to two. Nick Pavetta went four and two-thirds innings, gave up three runs, two walks, Eight strikeouts. What did you think of Pavetta tonight? Um, I mean, the strikeouts were there, right? Um, but then also, uh, you know, a couple of, well, not a couple, three runs and two, two walks. I mean, that's not exactly what you want to see. I mean, the strikeouts were there, but still, we still gave up some earned runs to the Orioles. I mean, I, I know that there are a couple guys there who can hit, but... I, you know, you kind of wanted to, you, we really needed, um, you know, that, that Eovaldi type of start from Pavetta. Yeah, I thought Pavetta was generally good. Um, I mean, his one, all the damage came on uh, yet another Ryan Mountcastle home run to give Baltimore the lead. I feel like this was like, so I don't, I think it was like a couple months ago we talked about Mountcastle on uh, Dynasty's Child because we had like a listener question about it and, I know you're a fan, and I've, he's never really been one that that's grabbed me. Uh, mm-hmm. And I feel like he heard that, and so he personally victimized <laughs> me this week <laughs> with these games here. Um, yeah. Really being kind of the catalyst, launching Baltimore to both of their wins in the series. Um, but I mean, he only gave up four hits, eight strikeouts. The two walks uh, isn't great in four and two-thirds, but yeah, that's basically what led to the, the homers. Um and Mountcastle's homer, outside of Mountcastle's dinger, um, Pavetta was able to keep them in check, as you would have expected. Yeah. Uh, Brazier finished off the fifth. Garrett Richards pitched the sixth. Three hits, two uh, earned runs, three more runs. Um, only one strikeout, then Ottavino, uh, uh, inning, giving a hit and a strikeout. Barnes finished it off again uh, with a hit and a strikeout. 11 total strikeouts by Red Sox pitching to just three from the Orioles. And yet again, the offense just not able to get it done. What what can they do to wake up over these last three games? <laughs> if um, anything. I I have no idea. Because, I mean, like, this, this was supposed to be like the cakewalk, right? We got Baltimore, and then we have the Nationals. And out of the two, I was a little bit more scared of the Nationals because they've been a little bit hitterish more than you expect, especially after the the trades that they made um, at the trading deadline. So I was like, okay, so we're gonna sweep the we're gonna sweep Baltimore because they're Baltimore, and maybe take you know two out of three against against Washington. And now that uh, you know. We've only taken one out of three against Baltimore. I don't know. And I don't know. I, I, I have no idea. I'm afraid that we're going to have Chris Sale pitching like that last game, right? To, to maybe get us to the, to, you know, to the, across the finish line. 
And then that's really just going to just be awful against uh, into the playoffs. So uh, I'm not really looking forward to this next week or half week. No. And as you pointed out, those men in the middle uh, really drive the Red Sox offense two for 11 in in this game, uh, making them, if I can do some quick math here, uh, two, five, eight, four, 33 (laughs) on the series. Not great. Or 36, eight for 36. Yeah, that's not going to get done. And considering um, six of those, seven of those hits came in uh, one game. (laughs) Yeah, not (laughs) not going to get it done. Um, You have to pick an MVP of the series, though. So (laughs) where are you going to go? Um, I I guess Eovaldi because he's the only one that made me feel okay about um, this entire series. Yeah, I'm with you with an honorable mention to Ryan Mountcastle. Touché, <laughs> yes. sir. Um, we'll take a quick break, come back, and preview the last series of the regular season, potentially this whole season for the Boston Red Sox. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Alrighty, The up-to-the-minute standings here. Um, as Toronto and New York just went final. Uh, American League East, Tampa Bay, having already clinched uh, seven and a half games, or sorry, seven games ahead of the Yankees, nine ahead of the Red Sox, 10 ahead of Toronto, 46 ahead of Baltimore. And those crazy wildcard standings, the Yankees two games up on Baltimore and Seattle, who are tied for the second spot with Toronto, one game behind them. Uh, and things do not get better for Boston. You would have hoped facing the lowly Nationals that uh, things would have would be looking up. But Toronto gets this very same Baltimore squad uh, for the last three games of the season, and Seattle gets L.A., uh, Anaheim, L.A. So they're going to need to win all three of these games <laughs> because yep. there's a really good chance Toronto and Seattle will do the same. So... Uh, this is just going to be chaos over the last three games here. Um, what's your what's your general feeling heading into the series? Actually, let's uh, pitching matchups real quick. Eduardo Rodriguez versus Josh Rogers. 
game one, Tanner Houck versus Josiah Gray in game two, and then Chris Sale for probably all the marbles against Eric Fiedi in game three. What are your thoughts on this series here with the Nats? Um, I mean, just looking at just like the pitchy matchup, pitchy matchups on paper, I feel okay about it. Um, I just know that I'm just going to have Harper in the entire weekend just just because of just how close everything is. And honestly, it should not be this close. Uh, because, I mean, we, you know, the team just totally, uh, the offense, I guess, totally dropped the ball against Baltimore. Uh, but, I mean, I, I feel okay-ish. And um, maybe I should look to see if there are some tickets for Saturday and Sunday's games up in Washington. But then I'm like, do I want to travel and then be heartbroken in a, in a close <laughs> city? Say. So I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. I mean, hey, on the bright side, you get to see one Soto. That's fun. It, exactly. That, that's always fun. After trading just about everybody except Juan Soto, uh, the Nationals are rolling out Lane Thomas leading off, uh, Alcides Escobar, Juan Soto, Josh Bell, Yadiel Hernandez, Kybert Ruiz, Luis Garcia, and Carter Kiboom in the lineup there. Uh, relatively young, relatively inexperienced uh, lineup here. What do the Red Sox pitchers need to do to keep these guys in check and, and make sure they get the wins they need to here? Uh, I mean, honestly, two out of the three, you know, Erod and Sale, they just need to be themselves, right? And I think that um, the the pitching can be can definitely get uh, to those young batters. Um, um, I mean, outside of of Soto because he's great. Um, and then Hulk, Hulk just needs to, you know, keep it together for a couple of innings. Um, but it's basically our offense just needs to get it together. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm still kind of sort of in shock that we couldn't get to, to Baltimore. That's, that's pretty bad. Um, and then, um, the, the starters, um, for the Nationals, no one is too, too scary. Um, Josiah Gray is interesting, but has a home run issue. And Fetty, while he's been like adding like some more, um, curve balls, it, like towards the second half, and having some good outings, it's still Eric Fetty. So I I feel okay um, with this upcoming schedule. It's so weird because Josh Rogers is their best pitcher post trade deadline. <laughs> that yes. Scherzer is gone. He has a two point seven three ERA, but he has a five point seven K per nine. I don't know how that's possible. I have no idea either. And I mean, and a thirty-four percent ground ball rate. Like, how is he getting outs? I don't I understand. Have, I don't understand either because I watched one of his outings. Um, just I I didn't watch the entire thing. I kind of watched like the thing on MLB where you can kind of like speed through a, a game because I'm like, what is going on? And there's nothing like super spectacular about him. It's just kind of like I don't know. He. It's totally, he must have like given something to like the Babbitt gods, right? Because he just manages to just sneak through things. Yeah, I really don't understand it. Like no strikeouts, no ground balls. So all your outs are coming from the air. That really seems like you're playing with fire. I don't understand how that's sustainable. (laughs) Yeah. But hopefully, uh, you know, that's exactly what the the doctor ordered for this Red Sox offense. And maybe they can 
put a couple over the fence. Who knows? But uh, all right, now the fun, fun uh, uh, times begin here. What is your prediction for this series? <laughs> oh boy, uh, I think we go two out of three, right? Because I'm just just because of the how we performed against Baltimore and how I was expecting a sweep there and just our offense just seems to be in a rut. I'm going, I'll be conservative and go two out of three. Um, but I, obviously I'm hoping three out of three. Yeah. Two out of three. Um, I mean, this weekend is it's, there's not many scenarios where we can avoid like a playoff game, like a play in game to get into the play in game. Um, mm-hmm. Not just for the Red Sox, but for Seattle, Toronto, just the last three. Um, so it really feels like there's going to be a game 163 for two of these teams. Um, a two out of three might be enough to make that happen. and also might not be enough <laughs> just because of who Seattle and Toronto are playing. Yeah. Um, I also feel like two out of three, but I'm not confident that gets them in the playoffs. That's <laughs> the way they've been going. Exactly. Oh boy! Well, uh, prediction for MVP. Um, I'm gonna go with Schwarber, uh, because I mean, prior to his hammy injury, before he was traded, he was like going gamebusters and hitting all these home runs. Um, so maybe he just hits all the home runs, and that's all the runs that we need. I sure hope so. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go Chris Sale because I legitimately think that if the Red Sox need him need that game on Sunday, um, he's pissed off enough that he might just strike out 27 batters. Yeah. And <laughs> wouldn't shock me. So I'm going to go for go for Chris Sale uh, in that spot. All right. Well, that is going to do it for us in uh, what may be our second to last episode of the year. We will be back with you again Monday morning uh, to recap the series and hopefully preview like an actual playoff but uh you know who knows this weekend is just gonna be absolute chaos so let's uh just make the most of it (laughs) thanks for listening